This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. I'm on the line with the executive director of the Green Times, its eco consultant and coach, Elmer Pollard. Elmer, good morning. Great to have you with us. While I was listening to this piece of music, getting ready to this conversation, I've been twisting my T-shirt that I'm wearing to all sorts of angles to find the little label to see it is in fact 100% cotton, which sounds very luxurious and wonderful, but I doubt very much that it's organic cotton. Good morning. Oh, yes. Well, good morning. <clears throat> yes, we, of course, over all the years, always thought, you know, as long as we wear cotton, because that's natural, uh-huh. you know, so that's going to be best for the earth. But, of course, we didn't realize that it is one of the most unsustainable crops on the planet. It takes no less than 25% of all the insecticides in the world are sprayed on, on, the, on the cotton crops. I mean, and of course, that's crazy. And it's incredibly water-thirsty as well. So um, that's what we're talking about today. I'm, I'm fascinated by cotton as a, as a plant. Uh, it's very cute, kind of looking like a bunny tail sort of plant, for lack of a better expression. I wonder how it all originated, Alma, that someone decided to say, oh, look, if you pull on this, something happens, and we can do some, spin this little plant and see what happens, and here we are yeah. centuries later. Well, the thing is, I mean, this little fluff that sits there yes. looks so much like wool. Yeah. And I'm sure they were already spinning wool at that point, and so that makes a bit of sense. And someone thought, okay, let me see if we can spin this into a yarn, you know? And there it happened. I'm quite fascinated by the way God's provided the most incredible things for us to use. And then we take it one step further, and then we push the boundaries, and then we make a mistake somewhere along the line. Now, the mistake here is not taking care of the environment while um, ensuring that we've got this uh, cotton uh, product so that we can make something out of it. But now we need to backtrack again, and I think this is where we are again as a as a planet We've got to put on the handbrake, Alma. We've got to backtrack and say, no, no, we've got this this far. It's wrong. We've got to backtrack and make it right. Absolutely. Well, we've learned now that it's not just the form and the function of a product, and it's not just pleasing the customer that makes a good product. It must also be good for the earth. Mm. So that is the new good. It's the holistic good. It's not just for me, for myself, for my own pleasure. Yes. Long term, it's for seven generations after me. So, so, so we have to relook at everything, and cotton is a, is a big deal because ninety nine percent of of uh, conventional uh, of cotton is grown conventionally, mm. and and you can imagine now that's why so much um, pesticides and you know it's it's of course um, polluting the groundwater, the air that we breathe, um, the soil that we need to grow further crops on. So, you know, it is a big deal. And so there's only 1% of organic cotton, which is why we celebrate organic cotton today. And the story is really a lovely one about two South Africans who went and found organic cotton and they started the first organic cotton mill in Plettenberg Bay, I think it is. So, yeah, it's it's just really uh, inspiring. But I think it's also this this intro by by David um, Attenborough is so lovely to say that never before have we been at this place where we have the awareness of what we're doing to the planet mm. and the power to do something about it and and that we know that we have only 10 years to ensure that humanity and life on earth continues and that's our responsibility and because we're the ones that have messed it up and that's a very flippant way of saying it but we have and it now it's so and, immense yeah. 
but I think it's almost too big for some people to take on board. And that's when you just, no, it can't be kind of thing, you know, and that's the problem that we sit with. And the thing is, we're set in our ways and there's a way that we do things. We're people of routine farming, and this is our example this morning, is very much about routine and time. Uh, and then to say this is how things work and now to step in, put a, a literal sp- a spanner in, this, in the works here and say, okay, Hawkeye, we've got to do this differently. And that means from the, from the bottom up, the things need to change. And that's a difficult thing for a lot of people to do. And it costs a lot of money too. And that's the off-putting thing too sometimes. Well, the conversion of a normal farm to, no- to an organic farm usually takes about five years. Now, mm. I'm not totally sure exactly how, how long it takes for cotton farms, but, you know, it all boils down to, to restoring the soil, number one. Mm. And soil conversion is not a quick fix. Everything, in nat- everything that's good actually takes time. Anything that's instant is usually not good. So I think... I think patience and long-term thinking is so, so much part of our, our journey now. But, you know, I think if we have children, we have motivation. Mm. And this is just the start. I mean, cotton is one example, Alma, of where we need to uh, be more organic. I had the opportunity this weekend of, of uh, staying on an apple farm um, out in the series area. And one of the things that I did when I was walking through the orchards was think about Alma Pollard and what she would say. Ooh, yes. <laughs> and what she would say about this. And, and, and I just looked and the farmer was like, you know, you can pick an apple if you want to pick an apple, but uh, you're really going to have to give it really clean because you have to get that waxy layer off. You don't want to be mm. eating that. And then I thought about our conversation last week. And I think to move to a space where you can be comfortable, you know, pluck it and eat it sort of thing, rub it on your pants, you know, mm. <laughs> or just drizzle under water from your water bottle and eat it. You know, we, we, we seem like in, in many parts of, of society, we're very far away from that sort of thing. Absolutely. I mean, and, and, and then one day maybe it will be safe and healthy again to go to farms, which mm. is what we basically all long for. Yeah. But, you know, I did a lovely escape uh, on a weekend, yes. and, and, and they sprayed with, with airplanes around me. I had to come <gasps> home. So, I mean, that doesn't help that much. So, yeah, I know we are, uh, basically, the planet is in conversion, mm. and it's very stressful. It feels like chaos. Yeah. And, you know, we got the story again yesterday of how climate change led to, um, to the COVID-19 pandemic, and we shared that on Facebook. But we've been, um, you know, talking about that from the beginning of COVID. So we have to understand, we have chaos to go through. We have to really be adaptable now. And, you know, we've all got bad habits, and it's easy to to fall into bad habits Mm. because it's somehow convenient. And to change habits is not the easiest thing. But, you know, if you have your motivation right and you have your goals right, and for me, my motivation is always my children, Mm. Wow. Then you can do anything. And I've come to notice that t- change is hard. Um, um, for somebody, and you work in the, in the health industry as well, Alma, you're a leader there. For someone to make a change to say, I'm going to say no to sugar, for example, or I'm going to move away from processed food, or I'm going to just be eating less of that or none of that, is often something that trips us up because we get so stuck in what we like and how we like things. And this, I think, is, is one of the missions that we have to really push hard on. If we want to change our health and we want to live longer and we want to have, uh, be better stewards of the body we live in, it's really the same thing in the world around us, how we use water or don't use water. How we change from, but our parents used to do that, and that's what they taught us. But that was, we've come a long way since then. I mean, think about it. Years ago, doctors used to tell you it was okay to smoke, but it's taken us just a few decades to realize that was a terrible thing. Yes. 
And now, of course, we have to apply that to our shopping and particularly our clothes and, 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 and um, linen shopping, mm. bedding and, and towels and all of that, because now we're saying you as a consumer create the demand. Mm. So if you keep shopping non-organic cotton, I'm sorry, but you are actually part of the problem. And we all have our houses full of non-organic or, or conventional cotton. Yeah. So that, for me, then links up very nicely with the whole minimalism thing that you know I'm also passionate about. Yes. Where you don't need a linen cupboard full of, full of linen. You basically need one duvet cover per bed, don't you? Maybe two. But people have loads. So now, if you stop buying conventional stuff and you want to go for organic linen, hopefully one will be inspired to do that, it's not cheap. Mm. But if you have only one item, then it's affordable. So it's also about doing more with less yes. and being happier with less. And the peace and the comfort that that gives you. So you're replacing quantity with quality and, and a more quiet life as mm. well because stuff is noise. So it's all about the peace and the quiet that you get from having the one thing that you need, the best that you can do, organic, um, if at all possible, and then being happy with that, valuing it immensely, yes. having it for 50 years, passing it on to your children because it's super quality, yes. rather than in and out the shops and consuming stuff all the time and piling it up and, and having chaos in your house. I love what you've said, Alma, and a great place to end this conversation. Do more with less and be happy with less. Alma Pollard, she's editor of executive director of the Green Times, eco-consultant and coach. Alma, thanks for blessing us with your conversation and your eye-opening and ear-opening conversations every Wednesday. Appreciate you so much. Thank you. Have an awesome day. This insert was brought to you by Radio K-Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.